Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. A holiday weekend and the fifth hour is bloviating the time away. We thank you for spending some time with us because, hey, clearly not enough time on the overnight show. And see, we are back at it here eight days a week. This would be the eighth day of the week. So you do the math on this. And if you're you're on the East Coast, which is where most people live, uh, you get this show... Every day of the week, either the radio show or the podcast, you get two shows on Friday and I guess technically two shows. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, it's two on Sunday, but it's it's a total of eight shows a week spread out over seven days. But the way it works with the – it's a very confusing. But anyway, uh, West of the 405 is here. David Gass. <laughs> His own canned sound effects. Dude. Love to love to get this day over with. I got some beers to drink and some women to look at. And this mailbag edition is awfully shitty. No, it's a great mailbag. I, I love it. And you know, I don't like to waste time. I love the mailbag. It's Ugh. one of my my favorite things of the week. Ugh. Answering the questions. I like the unwashed. It's a I know it, little it's ball difficult washing for from, you. Little ball washing from Pierre. More ball washing from Pierre, and then uh-huh. something else from Southern Iowa. You're so jealous of Pierre. The relationship that me and Pierre have. Ugh. You're so jealous of that. Nauseating. Uh, and this is very uncomfortable for you. You, you do not handle this, uh, which is odd because you're west of the 405 where all the heartless people live. Yeah. Uh, and, and here you are not able to, to put up with uh, some, some banter, some friendly banter. It's a nuisance for you, the good an irritation news, the, for you. The good news is, though, is west of the 405, you can get yourself, Ben Maller, a tent from yeah, the city I saw that. Yes. for twenty six hundred dollars. So we do everything west of the four hundred five now. There you <laughs> go. Well, listen, you got to live more like east of the four hundred five. Oh my fucking god! Got to soften you people up over there west of the four hundred five. Bring some of the homeless. You know, 
you don't have to push all your homeless people east of the 405. You can carry around some of your your own homeless people. I, I have heard, I've not been to Venice Beach. I used to love going to Venice and yeah. people watching, but I have heard from people that have been there yeah. that it bears no resemblance to the old Venice Beach. It is over the top. It's like a homeless shanty town now. It reminds me of when I was in college going down to TJ. That's what it wow. fucking reminds me of. It does. I shit you not. It's just, it's awful. It's, it's a awful. demilitarized zone. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Chaz wow. or whatever that shit was. Yeah, yeah. In Seattle, you were you were a citizen of Chaz, weren't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. You like living in places that are in shambles. Yeah. 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 Boxes. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So the real question with this is like, how how bad does it have to get for the voters to then vote out the dum-dums that are allowing it to happen? It, it would have to get to their front porch. Okay. That's what yeah, it would have to happen. Well, it, it, and it's funny because those people on the – and you're referring to a story in L.A. where uh, some politician thought, well, let's put homeless people on on the par- in the parking lots at the beaches. Yeah. You know, why not? And so then, then all these people that didn't give a, a shit about homeless people being, you know, downtown and all over L.A., all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait a minute, we got a problem here. Yeah. Uh, this is this guy. We can't allow this, you know. So. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, all right, let's get to the mailbag. So uh, we have uh, Greg from West St. Paul, Minnesota. He asked a question which was similar to Todd in Omaha, Nebraska. Greg asked, how old were you when you got your first job? He says, I was 12. He got a paper route or route. Uh, Todd in Omaha says, now we're adults. What jobs did you start with? He says he was a dishwasher at an Italian restaurant. Mm. My first job, I delivered the newspaper for the Irvine World News, which I don't think exists anymore. It was a weekly newspaper. It came out on Thursday, and I was a newspaper delivery person. I I really wanted to get promoted to the Orange County Register because that was more money of the L.A. Times, but I I never made it. I just stuck to the Irvine World News for a brief amount of time. And I also became very lazy, so it ended up me preparing the papers and my mom driving around uh, so I could throw the papers. So that's how that went. Uh, and then I worked at my mom, my family uh, family business. My, my mom uh, started her own mailing service, like bulk mail kind of stuff, junk mail for realtors and things like that before yeah. the internet took off. And so I prepared a lot of the mail and I did that and she'd pay me you know, a couple of bucks now and again. So that, those were my first first jobs, family business and delivering the, the newspaper. What about you, Gascon? I stocked groceries overnight for, uh, for a local grocery store. That's be a good job. That sucked. Why is it you can listen to the radio? You can put I mean, it. It's not like I don't think it's that stressful. When right? when you're in college, the last thing you want to do is work overnight. You want to be partying. So that's how I quit. Oh, so you had that west of the four hundred five mentality. Yeah, yeah. Of even course. back then, yeah, even back eighteen then. years old, young, you know, spry. Uh, you know, some of us started working. Uh, some of us rolled up their sleeves, got their hands dirty at age nineteen. Well, working. some of us weren't playing college football either. So, you non-athletes, uh, go ahead did, and be the common did you, man. Uh, make that in the NFL, there, buddy. No, no, but I yeah, tried though. Yeah, 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 you tried. Got to try. Had that work out for you? Yeah. Well, shoulder was a little banged up. Uh, Matt from Elmira, New York, says Big Ben. Where the hell's that? That's where uh, Tom Looney's from, Elmira, New York. It's in upstate. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt says, when I was young, Mike Tyson was a larger-than-life superhuman fighter, and I remember vividly being heartbroken when he lost to Buster Douglas. Yes. Now being older, I find myself wondering if Tyson was really all that great as he struggled against the tougher competition, and if he was just more entertaining against lesser opponents, 
than he was a skilled boxer. Regardless, he's a legend, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. I uh, love the show, Matt, in Elmira. Well, thanks for loving the show, Matt. Yeah, I was, a, I was in awe of Mike Tyson, too. I don't know if we're around the same age. Probably are. But the, the legend of Mike Tyson and the, the baddest man on the planet and the, the folklore around Tyson. And I recall the Buster Douglas fight happened like in the middle of the night on the weekends. It was an odd time, as I remember. And it was when news started filtering out. And that was in the days before the interweb had, uh, had taken off. And so it was like shocking. It was like, did that really happen? What? What? No, there's no way. You know? Yeah, as, as far as the you know, the reality of Tyson, I, I have not studied it. Uh, I have to go back and look. But I do remember Tyson fighting tomato cans and and just pummeling him into submission. Yeah. That's my memory of Tyson, watching yeah. some of those fights as a kid. And you're like, whoa, holy crap, man. I wouldn't want to get into a street fight with this guy. I, I can't remember a, a bigger upset. Outside of the nauseating Game 7 that we were at, Astros and Dodgers. Well, that was a, that was a sham, though. That was yeah. cheating. Yeah. I I just I could not believe Tyson was kid dynamite. He was he was invincible. He was bulletproof. Yeah, he was so intimidating too with those eyes. Well, they say styles make fights, Gascon, and when you don't prepare, that's the style, uh, and you get your ass kicked. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, and the other I love the boxing cliches. You know, it's like well, a good boxer always beats a good puncher. Well. Are, are we going to say Buster Douglas is a good boxer? I wouldn't say that. No way. He just happened to take advantage of Tyson, who was clearly not ready to fight, wasn't, didn't prepare. Yeah. And you know, Buster Douglas, uh, after that, that was it. That was his, you know, he would talk about one hit wonders, <laughs> right? And I, Two pump chump right there. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Uh, we, need, we need some good fights, boxing, I don't know, celebrity. Boxing crap. I'm not in, really into that, but no. Uh, we used to have a couple big fights a year. Get back to that. Uh, bring bring back the uh, the sluggers, the uh, the swarmers. Bring bring those guys back. The brawlers. Yeah, the brawlers. Bring them bring them back. Bring them out there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what is next? Uh, page down. Are we done? Here. Are we done? Are we done? Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, Jason from Rocky Mountain, Virginia says, for both of you, have you ever ridden a motorcycle or an ATV? Yes. If so, when and where? Also, uh, Ben, your hat should be there whenever you check your mail. Thank you. Where you got you a hat? Did I misspeak? I'm reading the email. Well, I, I, I was I mean, kind of hoping said, he was, said... Both of you guys. He sent you a hat. You don't need a hat. You don't even wear hats. I'm wearing a hat right now. No, you're not wearing a hat. I, I need a hat. I'm looking, I'm looking at you. You don't have a the hat. The sun on. is bright. I need the hat to cover my face. At I don't times. see a hat. I don't see a hat. Oh. I you're lying. Uh, I have never ridden a motorcycle. I'm too fat for that. But I have been on an ATV in Hawaii. Hawaii. In Kauai. Uh, we had to take ATVs. Uh, to uh, there was a uh, a thing you can go to the Indiana Jones swing. Remember that scene in Indiana Jones where he, he's getting chased by the natives and he runs down and he jumps on the rope and yep. into the you know, water to the plane. Yep. Yeah, they that's I was filmed in Kauai, and you can do a, a tour. They take you to like waterfalls and things like that, and you, you have to drive an ATV to get there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I drove uh, I drove a dirt bike and an ATV out in the desert. I have a few buddies that have uh, toy boxes and dune buggies and ATVs and uh, 
dirt bikes. I actually, on the same day, I crashed both of them. I actually flipped the ATV, too. I was, uh, I had a buddy of mine that dared me to go up this massive dune, and I could not go up it. It was my first time riding his, and he actually said he flipped his brakes. Uh-huh. So the front brakes were on the left No, the front brakes were on the right side, I think it was, and the back brakes were on the left. Yeah. And I hit the wrong one as I was going back down, so I accidentally hit the front brake, and I flipped over the, the ATV, and the uh-huh. ATV rolled over me. Everyone thought I was dead, like I broke my neck. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a little freaked out. I, our our former colleague, I don't know if you were here when she was here, but Amy Van Dyken, the Olympic oh, gold yeah. medal swimmer, uh, record breaker, she was on an ATV, and she got in a big accident. Right. And uh, she ended up uh, paraplegic, but, I mean, that's... I think she hit a cur- curb or something like that. I forget exactly what happened. Something happened in Arizona. But, yeah, that gave me – and I, I'm pretty convinced if I drove a motorcycle, it would be unbelievably fun, and I'd crash. Yeah. Uh, and those two things would, would – don't they don't cross each other out. You know, I, they don't – I crash everything I drive. Boat, ATV, dirt bike, car. Yeah, I know some people are motorcycle guys, but I got to tell you, when I'm on the, the highways around L.A. here and I see people who – and it's, they – cut through the lanes you know you're allowed to yeah i mean that, it's like having a, a death wish yeah to me uh when you do that and i see people get i've seen several times over the years a uh, motorcycle guys laying on the on the freeway because they've just been dinged from someone who crossed over a little bit while they were driving between the lanes can't do it man no yeah. way and the other thing that i hate about motorcycle people is when I don't mind it as much if you're kind of lean and mean on the motorcycle but those massive harleys that look like they're mini cars that drive, try to drive between lanes. I think that's a little much. Yeah. little much. Uh, Bill writes in, says, would you ever take a morning drive gig if offered? Um, well, uh, as I, I said on a previous episode, uh, Gascon, I, my belief is uh, everyone's got a price. The magic Christian, right? Everyone's yep. got a price. And if. If they reach that price, uh, I, I I would leave. Uh, I love my job. I, I'd like to do this for many, many more years. But if somebody comes and makes it rain, it would have to be game-changing money. But I would certainly uh, do it if I could pay my bills off and live a very comfortable life and not have to worry about a lot of financial stuff and, and get a real salary, not an overnight salary. I'd be uh, be good with that. What happens if I deliver that for you? Well, it's highly unlikely. Well, you can't doubt Highly me. Highly unlikely. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Brought a lot of things sure. to your table that weren't uh, there before. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, John the Jailer <laughs> says, Ben and Gascon, I'm having a Memorial Day party, and you're invited. Pizza and wings or burgers and dogs? Both. Burgers and <laughs> – no, nah, well, burgers and dogs. I do yeah, love my pizza. I love my pizza, but holiday weekend, burgers and dogs. Now, do you also go potato or egg salad too? Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't believe any salad. So what's wrong with you? Salad. Potato salad. I always do that. No, I don't like potato salad. Cheeseburgers, a hot dog with barbecue chips. sauce. I do chips. Yeah. I do the chips. I do the potato chips. Yeah. Fritos. I like the Fritos. Nice. Finway Monster Dog, the greatest hot dog out there. Wonderful. Hmm. Cliff in Nashville had a similar question. He says, Ben, what's your Memorial Day barbecue go-to? Uh, he says, I know it's not the tomahawk. <laughs> Fuck you. That's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Say that to Cliff. You know, I was triggered. Like a nice guy. triggered by it. Wow. Uh, Kevin in Kansas writes in and says, Hey, Ben and David, I wrote you this winter commending the podcast for keeping me informed. Nice. 
and entertained while I jog. Now the same thing is happening as I mow yards. I was wondering if either of you mowed yards as youngsters or what similar chores were you assigned? Uh, love the show. Well, Kevin, yeah. Uh, I was a lawn mower. I vacuumed. That was my my chores at the house. I was a vacuum cleaner guy, and I would occasionally mow the lawn. And my older brother, we would rotate. But this is back in the the Bronze Age because my I tried to find it when my pops passed away. This lawn mower was the worst freaking lawn mower. It was a manual lawn mower. And the blades, once they became dull, it really didn't cut the grass very well at all. It was horrific compared to the lawnmowers they have today. It was a freaking nightmare. And it took us forever, and we ended up, it kept getting jammed, the thing. It had these these large, long metal blades that would rotate as you rolled the thing. Yeah. It was like out of, I mean, it was out of colonial times or something like that. It was insane. But, yeah, I, I did uh, mow the lawn or attempted to as a kid. What about you, guys? Yeah, I did uh, mowing the lawn. Um, I would paint. I'd have to sand sometimes. I'd have to, uh, with the floors, like tiles on the floors, I'd put that down. And then the sprinkler system did that, installed that with my pops. Wow. And then vacuum. Yeah, so did a bunch of things. David in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Right, since it's for both of you, what's the greatest athlete you have met or interviewed, and were they re- were they decent or a dick to you? Uh, well, as a autograph hound, uh, I don't know if I I I stalked Joe DiMaggio. I saw the side and the back of Joe DiMaggio at a hotel in San Diego. Uh, I don't really didn't meet him. Nolan Ryan, George Brett. I had a great memory of George Brett. We were in high school. We followed George Brett to a bar in Anaheim. George was drinking with his brother, Ken Brett, who was a broadcaster for the Angels at the time. And we had been tipped off that Brett was at this bar. So all us high school kids went. It was on the weekend. And it's like, you know, two in the morning closing time. And the Brett brothers come stumbling out of the bar. And... We were all waiting for the autographs. George Brett, you know, going to be a 3,000 hit guy, going to be a Hall of Famer, greatest Kansas City Royal of all time. So we're like waiting for George Brett. And he comes out of the bar completely hammered, it, it appeared. And he starts cursing at us like, what are you kids doing here? You know, he's like, God. but then he signed everything. But the whole time he was like giving, he was busting our balls, cursing. Like, well, shouldn't you guys be sleeping? Or doing? It was hilarious. Uh, ben, I think. The, the greatest athlete I ever met was actually probably one of the greatest of all time. I actually met Gretzky a couple of times, but the most recent encounter was, gosh, I want to say it was like nine, ten years ago. I actually met him in Vegas at a blackjack table, and a buddy of mine spotted him and said, is that Gretzky over there? And he was at a table with his agent, and I think was the general manager at the time, Michael Barnett of the uh, of the Coyotes, and they were playing blackjack together, but just the two of them. And the stakes on the table weren't that high, and he had a lot of chips that were obviously out there. But I thought, fuck it, I'll go play with the great one. I was a little sauced. So I sat down with him, and he was the biggest dick. He proceeded to lose his fucking ass. It was it was chips getting taken on top of chips getting taken. And and I just made a, a comment to my buddy because he was like, hey, is that Gretzky? And I said, yeah, that's the great one right there. And I kind of pointed to him. 
And he's just like, there's nothing great about me. And like, just lost another stack of chips and then just walked off. He was totally did, he say, did Gretzky say, you lose all the bets you don't make? Did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that he's over at TNT. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, but in the media, I, I was telling the story about when I was a kid getting autographs and meeting some of the players, uh, the old baseball players. But as in, in the media, like I, I've been pretty lucky. Like Jordan, John, I interviewed John Wooden. Oh wow, Coach K, Tony Gwynn, Mister Padre back in the day. What a cool, what a man. cool guy Tony Gwynn was, man. So nice. Yeah, the, the most down to earth superstar I had ever met, and still to this day, Tony Gwynn. Yeah, like just. Just the coolest guy. Uh, and then, like, a lot of the guys in L.A. Shaq. I was around Kobe before he became Kobe when he was a rookie. With the fro? And, yeah, and he would hang out and, uh, you know, he'd shoot the shit with the radio guys. And he was a buddy-buddy. My my buddy, uh, who's a boxing reporter now from Israel, and uh, and he was, you know, because Kobe's, an, you know, was an international guy. He became friends with him and. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool, uh, and I, I was I love the broadcasters, so I got to meet a lot of my heroes uh, in broadcasting. People I looked up to from afar when I was a kid, like Harry Carey. Oh yeah, um, uh, you go down the list. Uh, the the old uh, Phillies broadcaster Harry Callis, who I loved as the voice of NFL films, and uh, I'm trying to think uh, the old Tiger broadcaster. What was the guy's name? Ernie Harwell. Ernie, Ernie Harwell. Har- I met him. A lot of these guys have have moved on, but uh, you know, and Vince Scully. Chick Hearn, Ralph Lawler, people like that. So Damn. a lot of cool, cool things. All right. Uh, next up, Pierre from Springfield, oh Mass. Oh, boy. Pro Basketball Hall of Fame down the street from where Muffet McGraw oh. is enshrined. Uh, and uh, says, refresh my memory, Ben. Didn't you have a caller years ago from New Orleans that said that they were writing a book about the show and the militia? <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. Show knowledge by you, Pierre. Good show knowledge by you, Pierre. So 
what happened uh, was, so, so this guy would call up sporadically from New Orleans. He was a little out there, and he always would, he would, would, would say, I'm writing a book, and he'd give us a little taste of the chapter that he was working on. And the book never, it, it was, he was pulling our chain. There's no book, right? And then the guy hasn't called in a long time. I don't know what happened to him. He kind of vanished there. But, uh, yeah, we, he used to say that. And I flirted around with some people about writing a book, but nothing's ever materialized. Uh, and Gascon says I shouldn't be allowed to write a book till I'm almost dead. That's what he said. I never said that. But if you're you gonna, did say that. If you're going to do it, you should, you should really lay it all out. And I don't think you can right now. I believe I am held back by the man is that what you're saying well i just think you're in the prime of your career i don't think you want to step on your dick at this moment well, there's things you can write about that you don't have to do that uh in tribute to the uh, great mr moose pierre from springfield says uh, mr moose from maine would it be possible to rename site the bite to mr moose's memorial site the bite or something in that vein well it would be possible but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we'd be better off, Mr. Moose, giving an award at the Bennies if we can figure out an award. We have the Genie in Medford Memorial Caller of the Year Award. It's good. The greatest caller in the history of sports radio, Genie in Medford. And we do that. We honor Genie's memory. So I think something at the Bennies, uh, we, we could do that. I think that would be good. But I don't know about That's too wordy. You know, sight the bite, just boom. Sight the bite. All right. Uh, Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee. Vols fan Jimmy called up this week, and he sounds just like you would imagine Vols fan Jimmy to sound like. Right? I love it. I love. It sounds like authentic Tennessean. He's not a fake fraud Tennessean. He's not one of these Californians that moved to Tennessee. This guy's authentic. You cut him open, and volunteer blood is going to come out. Anyway, he said, what kind of person wears long sleeve shirts with shorts in California? Does the sun bother you that much? Snowflake. Yeah. So I went to Palm Springs last <laughs> weekend, Gascon, and I had some photos. And, of course, I always tell the wife, I say, whatever I wear, I will be mocked for. Yeah. And it happens 100% of the time. Vanity. People love to attack your vanity. Uh, but, yeah, I was in Palm Springs. It wasn't actually all that hot. It was only like in the low 80s. Or the mid-80s in Palm Springs, which is not hot for Palm Springs. I've been out there when it's 120, and so it wasn't that hot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, you know, wore the shirt, and I had some shorts on, and we went around, took a bunch of photos and all that. So Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, let's see, page down here. Neil from Miami says, uh, God sad uh, interview was awesome. Uh, you are now one degree away from Joe Rogan. I used to see Dr. Sad on Rogan all the time before Rogan got his $100 million and disappeared off YouTube. I am a Ukrainian Jew escapee from the Soviet Union. How about that, my man? Wow. Look at that. I grew up in a town designated as a Jewish ghetto during the World War II uh, period by Germans as liquidation ghetto for East Romanian Jews. Wow. How about that one? My grandparents, Neil says... I lived through the Holocaust, obviously, since I am typing here, concentration camps, uh, paternal side, uh, saw his family killed uh, in a mass grave. My paternal grandfather and his brother pretended to be dead in mass graves and then ran away from the town where I grew up. That would have been a hell of a story to hear. Holy shit. Hid there for a while. Uh but were found anyway, but many of us immigrants, uh, immigrants, uh, Jews from the 
old country or Middle East are not fans of identity politics and totally behind reasonable intellectuals like Gad Sad who are fighting from behind enemy lines. Uh, That's quite the story, Neil. Uh, And I did, well, I didn't. uh, The the family did the DNA test. Mm Mm-hmm. And my a lot of my ancestors are from the Ukraine, oh. that area. But it was Russia when they lived there, and uh, and I imagine the timeline on that they moved because of uh, because of the you know World War II and whatnot. But the, some of my family was here before uh, World War II. But yeah, and then I had a grandmother on my mom's side who was born in Chernobyl. Oh my god. Can't really go back there. Oh my gosh. Can't, can't go back there to Chernobyl. Wow. That's uh, can't go back and see the old house. <laughs> you know, it's not <laughs> not uh, not allowed. Oh. But yeah, I I don't get the uh, the identity politics thing either. I, I it just blows my mind. I I don't know how we've we've gotten to that point, but uh, hopefully it's uh, just a phase. We hope it's just a phase and uh the dumb people will not be listened to. Uh, let's see. Neil also says, Big Ben, what happened to your documentary recommendation? Your tip on Operation Odessa was awesome. My family actually knew the guy. We grew up near uh, real Odessa, Ukraine. We went to his restaurant a few times here in uh, Sunny Isles. He lives uh, a mile from it now in Miami. Uh, my aunt went there, uh, went to the dude's wife's funeral, etc. Wow. There you go. Says I'm watching Fall of the Cabal. Not easy to find. Uh, what is your uh, pick? Uh, well, yeah, I, mean, I can give you the standard documentary, the the big board of documentaries, because I I do have some of my favorite documentaries, Gascon, that I I don't often go back and watch them and all that. But my favorite documentary, Operation Odessa, uh, the Super Mensch. Super Mensch, that's several years old. Super Size Me Too, we talked about that yeah. on this show. The Dark Side documentary, <laughs> very good about doping in sports. I also, we like that McMillions one that was on not that long ago. Yeah, That was very good as well. Those are my favorite. What is that, three? Four, right? Is that five, I think? Because Operation Odessa, oh, Super yeah. Mensch, Super, Super Size Me Too. Oh, not six, actually, I think. Is it? No, it's five. Boy, they said there would be no math. Operation Odessa, Super Mensch, Super Size Me Too, that's three. Dark Side and McMillions. All right, that's five. Five, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, this, oh, this is also, I think, from Neil. It says, Gascon, given your connection to the military in the SoCal area, you told the story of your birthday bash, but what's your favorite related war story for Memorial Day weekend? I, I spent nearly five years in uh, spent year, nearly five years in San Diego, Oceanside, Carlsbad area, 1998 to 2002, as I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, and would love to relive some stories of Pacific Beach, TJ, Gas Lamp, uh, etc. He wants some Gascon stories. I, I can only give you one bad one, so I guess I, I'll give it to you. Um, when I lived down in San Diego, I I kind of met my way into a, a bunch of guys that were in the military a lot of them were, were navy brats and they were all um they were all discharged so now they were all working in, in different lines of work and there was about 12 of us and typically in san diego it's either mission valley that people go to downtown or pacific beach if you're older you go to ob um 
But during the holidays or during special events in Pacific Beach, there's a main street called Garnett. And they would just block off that entire street because all it was filled with was bars and and shops. And so they used to have an event annually called the PB Block Party. And they'd bring the vendors into the middle of the streets for beer, food, drinks, anything else that you wanted, candy, all that other stuff. And so I went down there with, with all these guys. There was like probably 10 or 11 of us. And we were drinking the entire day. But after the PB Block Party was broken up, we split for some reason. Like a couple guys went with some girls. A couple guys went to wanted to go to a bar. And I went with a buddy of mine and I think one other dude. And we went to his sister's um, a house party. This house party was massive. Uh, a lot of things going on. People were drinking all over the place. But with alcohol rising and tensions getting kind of high, um, there was some there were some guys there that were, were acting tough and acting big and brave and talking shit. And my buddy's sister wanted to kick them out. So she tried kicking them. It was all outside, but she wanted to kick them off the property. And so she went up to one of the guys and was like, you need to leave. And the guy was a total dick to her. And she snapped at him. And she's like, you know, you know fuck you, you short shit or something like that. And the guy was short and obviously a small man complex. He, you know, He's like, fuck you, you cunt. And he had a beer. And and he he threw a punch at her, and he, as soon as he threw a punch, I was right next to him. I threw my beer on him, and then I jumped on top of him, and I I tried kicking his ass. All of a sudden, when I get on top of him, I got gang tackled by a bunch of dudes. <laughs> was put into a chokehold, nearly knocked unconscious. Um, beaten down, and I was by myself. It turned out like my buddy. And the other guys were, were kind of near the scene, but they weren't in the middle of the scrap. And so I was just getting pummeled while I'm holding on to this one guy and hitting him. And then the fight was over. I'm like a bloody mess. And it turned out that these dudes were all in Bud's training. <laughs> they were all in training <laughs> to be Navy SEALs. And they were a couple of them were like hanging around the property. But the one guy that hit my buddy's sister... A cop rolled up, a female cop, like half of our size, a shit you not. He tried taking her down because he was hammered, uh-huh. and she ducked a punch and then dropped him with an elbow <laughs> and then arrested him. <laughs> the worst part was all these guys got detained, and then 20 minutes later, like a sergeant or a captain showed up and uncuffed all of them, and they all left. <laughs> I had to go to the hospital, get stitches, and uh, yeah, I was a bloody Some phone mess. calls were made. All right, I, I, yeah. we got to pick up the pace, guys. I got limited time. That's so a great gotta, story. You want to pick up the pace now? I mean, we're getting the full dance remix there. I mean, my oh. God, how dare you? Oh, sorry. How about brevity? Jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> blind Seahawk fan Emmett and Olympia says, what's the most awkward situation you guys have been put into on radio? I interviewed a guy that the producer told me that the wrong name of the guest didn't know that until that happened. I've also had uh, alcohol consumption on the air. That's odd. There's been a lot of odd things. Uh, Ross writes in, uh, says, love the show. I am a day walker and listen to the overnight show via podcast daily along with this dedicated program. The two of you are the pencil hole of light in the dark tunnel of woke cancellation. There you go. <laughs> That's good. That's poetry, Ross. That's good. Uh, it says, whatever you do, don't freaking stop. One request for Gascon, please, in the name of the Holy Trinity and Commander Gascon. Oh, no. 
Effort, the greatest college football radio announcer in the modern era, Eli Gold, the oh. voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'll try that. Yeah, I like to talk to Eli Gold. He's good. He is. That guy is good. Uh, I love people that are good at their jobs. Yeah. Uh, he says, I was a journalist in a past life, met and interviewed him several times. Uh, you won't be disappointed for lack of content. There you go. Thank you, Ross. Uh, appreciate that. Here's one from Allen in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He says, Ben, you need to come here to see the Drillers, which is an L.A. Dodger franchise, yeah. a minor league team, and see the ballpark, which has huge pictures of divers that made it from there. Or, or He said divers. I think he meant Dodgers. It says divers here. Uh, David keeps giving you a hard time about working from home. This is about where it's going to get good. So he says, Gascon... Gives you a hard time about working from home. But the other night when Jason Smith said to him that he might split time when all is back to normal, there was no argument like with you. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Didn't push back against Jason Smith, huh? You're okay with Jason Smith working from home, but not me, huh? Well, I mean, it's his show. It's a little bit different. I, I only fill in on that show sometimes. Wow. I'm not here on the podcast. or I'm here on the podcast all the time. No, but I think the plan will be uh, eventually to uh, have a split situation. I think that'll be the plan uh, going forward. We'll see that what goes on. It says uh, Ben. Uh, also, uh, Alan says Ben, you you should get uh, Annie Agar. Is that how I say her name? Uh, on your podcast, she does uh, funny football Zoom call sketches. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? No, but Tulsa's not- college football team's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Let's see here. Uh, Sarah in Minnesota says, I really enjoyed the interview with uh, Dr. Sad, a breath of fresh air. I like all your shows. I've been trying to review. I've Googled how to review. You've described how to review. Just go to Apple Podcasts, The Real Fifth Hour, et cetera. Have you actually tried to do this? It doesn't work for me. I have an Apple iPhone 11. I think you should just have Sarah... Email me directly and we can talk and uh, I'll walk her through that. Wow. <laughs> Bill Cosby over there? My wow. Jeez. What, Darren Sharper didn't want that? She says, talk to me like I'm five years old. So I, I have a five in my age, uh, but there might be an extra digit. Uh, so uh, go ahead there, Gascon. Help her out. Help. Just YouTube it. She did some, some screen captures here. Uh-oh. Uh, she says, uh, Uh-oh. I know we're listening on iHeart, but... To try to review, I listened on Apple Podcast. Uh, see the screen capture there, and there's some photos. I don't think we have time to get into this right now. Uh, but well, well, you you have access to the email. Why don't you write back? She wrote to the show email. The f- real fifth hour at gmail.com. I'm a little, you know, a little tied up when I read those. Huh. Uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, what else do we have here? This is from Helen and Stu in Palmetto Bay. Retired transplants from NYC and your new biggest podcast fans in Miami. How about that? Thank you, Helen and Stu. Looks like we're out of time on this podcast. No, no, no. Wrap this up. What do you say? Aloha. Kanichiwa. Spreading the good. Oh, this is the one you're up to. Spreading the good word for both shows in the air everywhere. I saw David's actor profile online and I was shocked, but not surprised that he named badminton as an athletic skill. As Stu laughed, no real man west of the 405 with a man card would list badminton as a sport. Listen, what kind of dipshit would not acknowledge the other things I identified as? More disturbing. More dis- calm down. 
Kimosabi. Uh, more disturbing, <laughs> when asked on his profile if he would appear nude in a scene, David oh, yeah. checked yes. Yes. Ben, nobody, including including David's dad, wants to see David naked. Wow. You there you few, go. You got a few female listeners that wouldn't mind. Question, in order to keep his job as your fifth-hour co-host, Will Gascon vow to never appear nude in a scene? Uh, Helen, just a heads up. If you are shirtless in a scene, that's considered nudity. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, she also said, grocery shopping, I walked uh, by the Little Smoky section and immediately thought of David Gascon, your undersized fifth-hour co-host. Wow. <laughs> or as my husband and his golf pal say, the mensch and the stench. <laughs> wow. That is a great line. The mensch and the stench. Oh, if we were like Barstool and we made t-shirts, that would be like a perfect t-shirt. Yeah. But Wouldn't that be great? Something tells me I'd give her the best five minutes she's had in quite a while. Wow. Look at that. You're going to still come on, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, Helen's like, oh, please. Uh, Carlos in Bang Bang Houston says, I, I know the lovely Tammy Montana is the mother Teresa of the Ben Maller show. I she think is. it's time. Uh, for her to do a wellness check on Helmet Man. It's been a while, and I hope he's doing okay. Also, if you're not planning on eating that steak in your freezer, can you send it to Marcel in Brooklyn? He says, my question for you guys is, what's the longest drive you guys have made? I think we've answered that, right? We've like San Francisco or Phoenix or somewhere like that for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David writes and says, whatever happened to Spokane Gary? Is he still around? Uh, listening to your show, I came across some uh, Pittsburgh Pete or Pete in Pittsburgh's clips. Thought about the old days. Uh, yeah, well, some sad news, uh, David. Our, our guy Spokane Gary, who used to call up and bust my balls, saying Dale Murphy for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Gary passed away a couple years back. I got a, a message from one of his relatives, and he was quite a character. And, and Spokane Gary, you talk about the pillars of the Ben Maller show in the early days. It was Pete in Pittsburgh, Spokane Gary. Uh, these were my guys, uh, and uh, Troy the Gambling Man, Motor City Mike. Uh, we had Jihadist John in, oh. in uh, Michigan. These, these were guys that were really the, the backbone of what became the Maller Militia. Uh, but we, we did lose Spokane Gary a couple years ago. He was uh, quite, the, quite the character on the show. We miss him. Uh, Barry in Nashville writes and says, Yo, yo, ma, Benny. Uh, I should have explained that Yo-Yo Ma is my greeting and salutations. It means great show, love listening, hope you're doing well. Rush Limbaugh had ditto to save time. I think you need a greeting from all the callers so they don't waste time saying, how you doing? And then the awkward pauses that come about after they say Yo-Yo Ma, they go right into their call. He says, I'm sleeping when you take live calls. Hopefully someone in the Malin Militia steps up and gets the ball rolling. Well, if people want to embrace that, Yo-Yo Ma... You know, I, there you go. I would uh, would be okay with that, you know? No? Not a bad you idea. Seem, you don't seem excited about that? No. I mean, I'm yeah. not usually awake during that show, but it's fine. Well, John's not happy, though. John, This guy, John, in St. Louis says, I'm a big fan of your show, probably your most loyal listener in St. Louis, but... You ready? You yeah. Ready? I wish you would dial down the political stuff, the woke orati, or how you don't really think COVID is that serious. Did I ever say COVID is not that serious? Did I say that? No. It's not as serious as the media is making it out to be. No. Right? I mean, out of context quotes. Uh, last night, uh, I guess this is quoting me from the show. He says, last night, yeah, you said the media fact checks Trump, but not Biden. Uh, it's the same principle when I go to a bar in public. I'm here to watch a game. And he's upset that I... Well, 
Am I wrong on that? But didn't no. the Washington Post have a fact checker for Trump, but they got rid of it for Biden? Yeah. It, it's the, I'm, not, I'm not making that up. I mean, you might like to hear that, John, but I'm not making it up. I think it's the equivalent of you speed dialing somebody and someone just dialing the number by hand, right? Like area code, telephone number. There was fact checkers that were there all the time for Trump. And for Biden, they literally circle back. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so John, listen, I hope you listen to the show, John, but that's it. We got to get out of here, guest guy. I got things to do, places to go. Okay, people bye. To see. All right. Well, take care. Have a great rest of your uh, Sunday. I'll be on tonight on the overnight. Even though it's a holiday, I will be slaving away over the microphones. We'll catch you next time. Aloha. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.